In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... The Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed. Because after all, it's only one day of your life. Hello and welcome back to Betches Brides. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I'm Nicole Pellegrino. And we are your hosts. I'm back with a, I feel, feel like slightly improved lisp situation. So um, I'm feeling a little better about it. It's not completely gone. You can sort of still hear it, but I feel like it's getting better every week. It It is, which is a good sign. It's a good sign. And, th- and keep in mind, you're going to have beautiful teeth. It's really the pain is worth the price at the end because um, you're going to have beautiful teeth for your wedding day, which is really all we care about. I know that's the hope. And then for every for hopefully other areas of my life. But I mean, it's crazy the maintenance that goes into like the braces situation. Even after they take them out, you have to like wear a retainer for like the rest of your life. It seems a little too much excessive to me. It's a lot. It's a lot to be an adult wearing a retainer. It's it's a lot. (laughs) You wear one. I have a built in one that's just in there forever. But you have to floss with it specially, which is annoying. Yeah, there's a whole complicated wor- like world of like post braces, dental work that um, I get why the British are like, we're not, we're just letting the norm just be that our teeth are a little crooked and like everyone should, will just like deal. Like that's sort of, I feel like we should just get on that bandwagon of like, we're not we're expecting sure. all the teeth to be straight. We're okay with a little imperfection, um, which is funny because like now that I have them on, that's my new mentality. Yeah, that's really the mentality I think we all need to be embracing every day, but also for our weddings. But truly like that, just we're okay with the imperfection, man. We're good. I love that. I've been thinking about that a lot lately as I'm planning my wedding, because like part of me, I have this part of me that gets really anxious that like things won't like look the way I want them to, where it won't be like this vision in my head of how it's like going to come together or going to look like so every different aspect of it. And then like, but when you take a step back and you're like, when I remember this day, am I going to remember that like, you know, like the flowers didn't match like the chairs or like, you know what I mean? You're not going to like, right. Yeah. Like it's so not important, but it's, it's easy to get like hung up on the details of it, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, I've realized that too, especially recently because I'm sure you're at the same stage as me. Like we're starting to get into like picking out the smaller details. Mm-hmm. And I've realized that I get that that um I just get super like hung up on them and it literally comes from like a place of insecurity anytime I do. It's like I'm thinking like, what will people think of me if I just use the white tablecloths? Like, I'm sure you might have seen my like tablecloth woes recently. Oh, yeah. I met, I met with a rental company. They were amazing. They actually kind of talked me out of 
renting tablecloths because there were other things I could do to the table that like so that I wouldn't have to spend a ton of money on linens and I could just use the white ones that the venue provides and still have a beautiful table and I'm like amazing like it's so accurate though you're like what will people think of me if I have I have like the white tablecloths it's like exactly the things that go through your head like no one's gonna care like I don't remember any tablecloth color of any wedding I've ever been to but it's funny how you're like because I'm looking at all these things like so detailed like everyone else will be and I think it it really becomes like so much bigger in your head than in reality anyone really cares at all oh one thousand percent it's so funny because I was at my cousin's bridal shower recently she had a super small one just like family and um I was asking her, she's like a very low-key bride. I don't think she's working with a huge budget or anything. Her wedding's going to be later next month in May. And um, I was asking her about like her, like how planning's been going. And she was like, honestly, it could all come together and look great. It could be a hit or miss. It could look great or it could not. We'll see. And I was (laughs) like, I love that mentality. Like, you don't care. It's she's having like a post COVID wedding. It's I I just was like, I need that mentality. Right. We'll see. (laughs) I kind of think that's great. Also, like manages the expectations of anyone that you're like speaking to, like better to like over deliver than under deliver. So right. she's like, I don't know, like, we'll see. It'll probably be fine. And then like, yeah, if it's great, like it's going to seem that much more great to you. And if it's fine, right, you're right. like, OK, like I went into it. Plus, no one cares. But like, even if you were right. like thinking like, what's this wedding going to be like? Like she's managed the expectations. We say this on you up a lot about like, you know, putting your height or something on like a dating app. Like, yep. Most people think they should like add an inch. But Jared was like, I actually go like the lower end so that people yep. are like, you know, I undersell and over deliver. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like it's funny because um, I was also talking to her. I asked her at one point, what's your color scheme? And I don't know why I asked her that because I don't ha- like, do you get asked that ever when you're planning like these details? I do get asked that. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't ha- like truly don't really have one. Like when I was meeting with the rental company this weekend, I was like, they were like, okay, so like, what's your color? I was like, honestly, we can go any which way. I think there's some gold in my wedding. Other than that, like, I I think my florist is going to be the one kind of deciding the color scheme because the flowers, I was like, I, I don't, do other brides have like a coordinated color scheme that everything perfectly matches when they're picking? I don't know. I feel like, no, I don't, maybe. I don't know. It's funny. I like, I would, didn't really think about that either. But then like my my planner had like a whole like like vision board thing. And then like, I think. Right, right. Basically decided like the flowers were going to be like white and green. And so like, I guess that's sort of my colors. It's like boho. That's not a color scheme. It's like, I don't even know. <laughs> right. And I'm like, I don't want just white and green. I want some more color in there. But I also don't want to look like a, you know, eclectic right. mix of too many colors. Well, because I don't know. I'm it's doing just... mine like on the ocean, I'm kind of like less is more. Like, I feel like when you put too much right. in, like the background's already going to be like color yeah. enough. But I haven't. Have you picked like bridesmaid dresses, colors? And yes. Stuff? Yeah. Black <laughs> from my okay. hat member, my Halloween well, that's wedding. <laughs> that goes with your that goes with the color scheme. You know exactly. What I, mean? I wish I could do black so badly because I just think it's so easy. But I can't do you can't do black at a beach wedding. But like, yeah, no. I would love to do black. I'm very jealous. 
<laughs> I think it just looks clean and it's nice because everybody's like everyone oh, loves you for it yeah yeah everybody loves me for it they can wear it again and it's funny because I'm like I'm taking this like we were supposed to have that Halloween 2020 wedding with the subtle classy gothic nods I called them and um now we're having like a late summer September 4th Labor Day wedding so it's like we're taking the the black accents we did have and like making them summary. So I kind of agree with my cousin, like this wedding, when we eventually get to my wedding, I do want to set the expectations with all the listeners because I think they think because I like host this podcast and whatnot, like that I'm going to have the most beautiful, amazing wedding ever. It's a lot of pressure. Right. And I'm not, I'm still your everyday gal. You guys, my wedding's going to be, Uh, hopefully it'll be beautiful but just (laughs) it's gonna be beautiful it's gonna be like you and that's all that matters I feel the same way I feel like the more you're like in the bridal world you're like you feel like everyone's gonna be judging you for what you do have or what you don't have or all this stuff but like I think it's all I think the best weddings are the weddings that feel like they are a reflection of the bride and groom like it feels like it's them like not like the the fanciest weddings or the best weddings or like the simplest ones or the best. It's more like, does it seem like it fits their personality, their character? Like, and I feel like it will for you. So I'm excited exactly. I love that. All right. Well, today we are talking about some exciting things in our emails. I'm very excited for these ones. Um, kind of going off that note, like, A lot of our emails have to do with people pleasing and if you should be doing that at all. So excited to get into those. But before we do, um, guys, we've got to tell you about our new merch, betches.co slash brides merch. We have drink pouches where you can bring them on your bachelorettes and your bridal showers and all your summer events and your wedding for that matter, cocktail hour. We have new straws to go with them. There's like a crazy bride straw. It's so cute. We have bride and groom crew necks so you and your fiance can match. I mean, there's just so much merch. You got to go get it. Um, and then also just subscribe to our newsletter, betches.co slash brides newsletter, because it's your go-to wedding planning resource with tips, tricks, hacks, and more. So be sure to subscribe. Check it out, guys. It's always even if you will learn one new thing in a newsletter, or you get like little insight into one new thing, I always find that like to be super helpful. So subscribe, um, check it out, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast because yes. we love hearing what you guys think, especially when it's positive. <laughs> yes, please, positive vibes only here. We need them. Exactly. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about people pleasing while planning the wedding and the family dynamics and all like the friend dynamics too. There's one email here about um, uh, kind of like competing with your friends who are also getting married, which I'm excited to get to. Oh, yeah, that was a great one. Yeah. I mean, it's it's happening because everyone's getting married all of a sudden. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Okay, I could read the first one. Please excuse any S weirdness with my speech. (laughs) Hi, Nicole and Joanna. I'm a new listener of this podcast as I am newly engaged, but wrote into you up a while ago and got some great advice from Joanna. So I figured why not write in for some wedding advice? That's great. I'm so glad. We love that. Taking you through the whole cycle 
You up is the gift that keeps on giving. We have a ton of you up listeners and I'm sure you up probably get some brides listeners. So we love yeah. it. Or if it didn't work out, you just go right back to the you up podcast <laughs> and we'll help you get right back out there. My fiance and I have been on the same page about all things wedding planning and have a fantastic support system. All so far is going well, but there's one problem. My overly opinionated and controlling mother. She's expressed her desire to be involved in the wedding planning process, so I've been including her as much as possible. She picked out the venue with us, met with the florist, saw me try on my wedding dress, will help design the invitations, will come to the tastings with us, and will have much more added to the list as we get closer to the big day. My mom doesn't feel like this is enough involvement. She wants a say in absolutely everything, which feels really unreasonable, especially considering I'm a 30-year-old woman and the wedding isn't being fully funded by her. I would be elated to have her opinion on most things if she was a bit more agreeable. Almost every step of the way, she's given me pushback about decisions my fiance and I have made. It's important to note that we are in an interfaith relationship, but I've decided to honor my religion by having a rabbi marry us. Both of my parents walk me down the aisle, break the glass, etc. My mom is upset that we aren't honoring all Jewish traditions she would like us to. I've tried compromising, but she won't budge. This has been a common theme in wedding planning process. This isn't just a religion-based issue. She argues with me about most decisions, even ones that don't directly affect her. Most recently, we argued about my shoe choice, which you won't even be able to see under my long dress. How do I keep my mom involved in wedding planning without feeling stressed or feeling like she's steamrolling the event? I want to feel excited to talk to her about my wedding, but every conversation turns into a huge argument or her crying about feeling like her input isn't valuable. Help. Kind of opinionated and moderately controlling bride. So the first thing I clung to in this email is that um, the mom cares so much and like physically cried over the shoe choice because... That's just too, that's aggressive. I've never heard that case. And I've heard of a lot of controlling mothers and, um, you know, mothers that care a lot too much about what the bride's doing. Um, I think there's a lot to unpack here. I think this plays into what we were saying in our intro about how, like, a lot of people, including the parents at this point, get hung up on the details because of what they think other people will think. And I think a lot of times we've said this before, but we see it with moms because moms always are like always care what other parents and their friends think and stuff. So I think if we ever see a mom being like this, it's often stems and, and comes out of that. Right. Because usually moms are most helpful when they're trying to help you like get something done or like make your life easier. But when you read an email like this, it seems very clear that the intentions are not to like alleviate anxiety, but to she has her own agenda that's personal. It's not about helping you. I agree. I was, I, I feel like you always give the advice of, um, you know, get with issues like this, get to the root of why, like really just confront your mom And I would sit her down and be like, look, I love that you're involved because and also look at it like a positive. You'd rather have her like caring than not caring. So I would say like, I'm so glad you are involved in my wedding planning. I love planning with you. I'm sure you love it, too. I'm your daughter. In many cases, sometimes this is the, the mother's or the parent's only daughter who they get to only they feel like they only get to like plan the wedding alongside their child once. Um, So I would say like, look, I'm glad you are involved, but I just want like want to figure out why 
you are getting so upset when it comes time to make these decisions. And especially with like the interfaith ceremony, I would kind of explain to her that, you know, you are you are doing some of the Jewish traditions already. Like she's saying they're having a rabbi marry them, but mm. um, it's, it's a two person wedding and you do have to, like, I would explain that to her and be like, I'm marrying my fiance. Like we do have to compromise and do some things his way as well. Like, and I would kind of kindly tell her to butt out because it's like, these are your decisions. This is your wedding at the end of the day. Um, and also, she's not paying by it for it. She said it's not fully funded by her. She says she's not paying for yeah, that yeah. much of it, which means she's giving a little bit. Um, I think I agree with that. Totally. I think it's really important to like lay your boundaries and lay them early and like let someone know who's like involved in your wedding planning process that although you like will take their opinion. That's what it is. An opinion. At the end of the day, they don't get like final sign off. Like the person who gets final sign off is the person whose wedding it is, which is you. I actually got it. I, I mean, I have an interfaith wedding. I've had a number of these sort of like issues around that. Um, my dad, who's like more, a little more religious than I would say more religious than me, but even not really that religious was like, I'm getting married on a Saturday. And he was like, I'd appreciate it. He's like, he's like, just make sure you get married after sundown. Cause that's mm -hmm. like the Jewish like Shabbat thing. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing that, but, but thank um, you. So, but like, thank you for your, I mean, my dad is, my dad is giving me a little bit also. It's kind of sort of a similar situation, like not me, not funding the majority of the wedding, but like giving me a little bit of money. Um, and I will take his opinion into consideration, but at the end of the day, I'm kind of like, I'm not religious. Right. And so I'm not centering my wedding around religious traditions that I don't observe just because like it's something that you would like you would like to do. You don't even really do that. <laughs> you don't like not do things during this, the Sabbath. But if if you would like to get married again and you would <laughs> like to have a wedding that happens after dark, like I am right. on board with that. This is not your wedding, though. This is my wedding and I'm going to do it based on what the principles that I follow and what means a lot right. to me. And that is not one of them. Um, and then also with my mom, I've had a lot of, uh, she was originally, you know, wanting to help me with a lot of planning aspects <laughs> or why I had a lot of opinions. And then like every time I would speak to her, she would give me more anxiety yeah. rather than less. Like it would, it was to the point where I was just feeling like, um, after every conversation, I felt worse. Oh, I didn't feel like yeah. better. I didn't feel like excited. So I said to her, like, I'd rather you just not. I'd rather I'd love for you to attend, but I would really rather you not. I'd rather plan this without you because it will just be a more fun experience for me to plan it right. myself and with my friends, even who just are like su giving support about it. Too. And obviously, like if you need the money that someone's providing, it's harder to say that. So the more financial independence you have to where you're like, you can really feel free to like set those right. boundaries. It can be really important. But I think I would weigh that. I would be like, what is she contributing versus how is she making me feel during this whole process? Right. And really just putting your, your foot down in a sense of saying like, ah, this is my one wedding. I want it to be as it's already stressful. I want it to be less stressful than it is, not more stressful. And so I'm going to take steps to 
you know, eliminate conversations that are making me more stressed. And I think if you relay it to your mom that way, she can either like back mm-hmm. off or you can say like, thank you very much, but I am going to not be including you in any of these planning right. discussions, but I'd love to see you there. <laughs> hope you can, hope you can make it, but don't help me plan. Um, right. I think you hit the nail right on the head with like, you said at one point that um, these people that offer to help these mothers, these family members, whatever, they're not wedding planning professionals. They don't know the little things that there are to know about the ins and outs of what goes into truly planning. So really what they have to offer you is just their opinion. And you have you might have your own opinions already, which sounds like, I mean, if you're a bride getting married, you have your own opinions. Like it's opinion overload right. at that point. Like we, it's almost like, you're not helping me just giving me your opinions so much like I need logistical help planning and that's where like if she, if she does have enough money to ha- like I would almost like hire a planner like how you have a planner who's helping you with all the logistics stuff I do too a month of planner but she like is going above and beyond and helps before a month um and I might upgrade her because I'm getting so stressed that's a whole nother story but <laughs> so but yeah, that's the whole point. Right. You want to enlist people and surround yourself with people who are like productively helping you and making you right. feel less stressed. Because if you're including someone that is making you feel anxious and more stressed on an already stressful thing, it's going right. to just ruin the whole experience for you. And it's going to take all of the like fun and excitement out of something that should be a really fun time. And anyone who doesn't respect you enough to want you to have the day that you want to have on your wedding right. day, not theirs. Um, I don't think like really has your best interests at heart. Exactly. This is where I think you can take that approach. Like it just, it's my wedding day period. I'm going to do it my way and like tell people that. And like you said, early boundaries, that's the key really. Yeah. And it's so much easier said than done, especially with these family dynamics. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're having this issue with your mom, I'm sure like this is a long running Mm -hmm. thing that that you've, dealt with you know who she is I'm sure this isn't the only thing that she's had a lot of opinions about or that she makes you feel stressed about and it can be hard to like separate what are are we fighting about the wedding or are we fighting about like the way that we We generally like treat each other right that's so and like interact with each other which is like a much bigger conversation that's so Um, true and one that I mean that's just a boundaries in general conversation that seeing an actual therapist will probably help you uh, figure out because it's exactly for me. exactly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. You can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X, as well as petite and 
maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BRIDES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code BRIDES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code BRIDES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Let's do another one. Okay. So this one is all about wedding competition with other brides. I love these. It reminds me of like um, bride wars. Yes. Yes. And this is kind of a two-parter. So we might have to do it in like two parts, basically. Okay. Okay. So she says, hello, betches. Love the podcast. Makes me laugh, but also have learned so many helpful tips about planning my wedding, which we love that reaction, by the way. Like you get a laugh, but you also learn. That's like the goal. So yay. Exactly. She says, I have kind of a situation I want to run past you that I would love some advice to help me navigate. I was the first one of my friend group to get engaged. My fiance and I got engaged in March 2020, right before the pandemic really began, and are currently planning a 2022 wedding. Two of my closest friends, who are also two of my bridesmaids, also recently got engaged, and I am really happy for them. But now things are getting more complicated. My first girlfriend wants a destination wedding and asked me to stand. Okay, quick side note. I think by ask me to stand, she means be a bridesmaid. Yes. I think so too. I was a little confused by that, but we're just going to assume that that's what that means. If it's not what it means, email us. We'll correct ourselves later. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. She is a bit of the spontaneous type and is ready to plan her wedding the moment the pandemic is cleared in order to be able to have her Mexico ceremony. I am just scared because she wants this big glamorous beach wedding, but I don't think I am going to be able to afford that before my own wedding as all my finances are going toward paying for my own wedding. How do I politely explain this to her without sounding like a total bridezilla? I don't want her to sacrifice her wedding vision because of mine, but hers will be a lot more elaborate and expensive than my wedding. Okay, so do we want to answer that one first before we get into the second part? Um, yeah, what do, you, what do you think on that one? I think that one's tricky. Yeah. Destination weddings. As someone who has is having a destination wedding, that's always been something that I've been mindful of. It's like some people like hate the idea of destination weddings. They hate, they think it's like rude for people to ask you to travel somewhere and pay for that. Um, Mm-hmm. I think it's important to know your audience when you're having one. What do you think? No, oh, I fully agree. Yeah. I fully, fully agree. It's like people think some people think they're like selfish. I personally love a destination wedding, but I do think when you are a destination wedding bride, which I'm hoping this bride described in this email understands, I do think you need to understand that some people will not be able to attend given that it is a destination wedding. Um, And because of finances and travel and all of that, I do think that being the bridesmaid adds a whole nother layer to it like that. You're definitely more Mm -hmm. expected to obviously attend the wedding if you're a bridesmaid. But for her, I mean, look, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. You're not going to like grow money on trees. Right. So I think like she could talk to her and just be as transparent 
Yeah. yeah, and I and I, she says in it, I don't want her to sacrifice her wedding because of mine. But like, I don't think she's. I wouldn't ask her to sacrifice her wedding. I would just be like, look, your wedding. Sa- I know you. I know you're gonna have a gorgeous wedding. Like, go at it with kindness and be like, I know you're gonna have a gorgeous wedding. I just truly do not have the funds right now to be able to go to Mexico. And I mean. She will be bummed with you, especially if you are a bridesmaid. That sucks. But right. like, well, here's what a lot of people do if they're intent on having like a big beach wedding. I think if you're having one of those weddings, it's important to know your audience, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you have to know like, do my who are my friends? Are they like at an age where they have a lot of spending power? Are they people who like to take trips? Are they people who like those right. are all things you have to consider? Like, do I have friends that travel that? that have money that you know would be excited about this kind of thing or would they find it to be like a huge drag um right and so i think that like that's something that i thought about a lot um and again like there's always going to be some people that can't come even if they're bridesmaids i think she should say um but a lot of the time i've, I've had friends who've gotten married when we were younger who um, because they wanted to have those weddings they like subsidized the rooms a little bit so mm-hmm. like they wound up being cheaper because they wanted people to come Mm-hmm. But I think you can, can only control what you want to control. So I agree with you. I think you could say like, I would not make it about your wedding at all because it's not. It's about your finances. It's not about your wedding, right? right it's about right. like how it's about the cost. It's not. And I would just say like, I would love to attend this wedding. Like I'm sure it's going to be beautiful, kind of exactly like you said. Mm-hmm. But like I honestly like it's just stressing me out because I really just can't afford it. Um, but I want you to know that if I could afford it, I would totally be there and I'm so excited for you and mm-hmm. you know, I love you, but like she shouldn't change her plans because of your wedding. Like that's the wedding she wants to have. And if right. she's a, like, she, again, like understanding that her friends might not be able to afford it. She understands that like, if she did it, she probably has a sense of that. And if she didn't, she's about to find out. Mm-hmm. And like, you're both just doing what you can control and what you want to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just because something doesn't work out for both people doesn't mean that it wasn't the right move for both people. Right. Right. And she asked like, should I tell her and explain this for her because to her, because all my finances are going towards paying for my own wedding. I would kind of keep that out of it. I wouldn't be like, well, I have to pay for my wedding. She probably, if she's a good friend, like she probably already knows that. Or, you know, even if she's not, like anybody getting married we know like you're not you're financially probably stressed because weddings are just expensive no matter how big or small but right but the issue isn't that you're having a wedding it's that you can't afford it and whatever reason she doesn't need to know like the reasoning behind your finances or like a breakdown of your finances i agree with you yeah okay second part She says, secondly, my other best friend just got engaged a few weeks ago. She called me the other night and wanted to plan her wedding for two weeks after mine. I didn't really feel comfortable with this, but it's the venue they love and it's the only date available for that time of season. She also asked me to stand (laughs) to be a bridesmaid. (laughs) Again, I don't want to be a controlling bride, but I feel is I feel this is going to make a lot of drama down the road as we try to navigate planning events, showers, bachelorettes around each other and it's going to be expensive doing both so close together i guess my overall question is how do you avoid the competitive nature that surrounds brides and weddings i love my friends and don't want there to be drama but i don't really know how it can be avoided at this point all three of us just want the wedding that we want and all deserve to be selfish about it 
it's my wedding day and I want it to be about my fiance and I, but now I feel like I don't get to make it about us and now have to sacrifice some things to accommodate for them and their wedding visions. Any advice would be appreciated. Stuck, sincerely stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> it's a song, I think. Yeah. Stuck in the middle yeah. with you. Exactly. Um, <laughs> it was my great rendition of it. I'm available for <laughs> weddings if anyone wants to book me. The wedding singer. Um, right. Okay. So I think... Um, she kind of answered her own questions. She says, all three of us want the wedding that we want and all deserve to be selfish about it, right? That to me is the answer. Everyone can can and should have the wedding they want. Honestly, you get a day. Mm -hmm. You don't get like a month. You don't get like a quarter. You don't get like a year. Like it's a wedding. It's important. And if someone booked it on the same day as you, I would be really pissed. But two weeks after you, you can attend that. Right. Like, this is a year where a lot of people had to reschedule, postpone, figure out their wedding timings. And like you can, if you try to plan your wedding around every single person and their own, that isn't even like, again, it's not even like she's like not planning it around her wedding. She's not doing it on the day of her wedding. She's doing it around the same time as her wedding. Mm -hmm. Like to me, she's being a little, a, a little out of line in thinking that she, her friend right. can't have a wedding two weeks after her. Right, right. I fully agree with that. My own brother almost had a wedding in California, opposite end of the country from mine, a week before mine. And, and you were totally cool with it, right? I like was because <laughs> honestly, they had to postpone. And I was like, look, I I know what it's like to postpone. Like if that's the only date you can get. And that's another thing. Like two weeks after that's a I think it's better to be after if you're going to I think it's better to have somebody get first. Yeah, to go first. Yeah. I think it's kind of fun for you. Like your wedding's done. Yeah. Now you get to a attend a wedding that you just get to like party at. You don't have to worry about all the stuff that's exactly. going on at the wedding. And like, exactly. You can just sit there and judge the wedding as <laughs> to compare it to how it was to yours. Exactly. Exactly. And I think like just overall, her question, her big question, like, uh, she was like, how do I avoid the competitive nature that's around? Like, I get it. There is that competitive nature when your friends, your best friends right. and you are getting married because of the fact that your guests are probably similar. Your guest lists are similar with, with the same friends and whatnot. But and like, yes, it's human nature to compare. But I really think comparison in all aspects of life is the thief of joy. So like try not to compare yourself to them and just focus on you and have fun and how beautiful your wedding is going to be and have fun at their weddings. Too, if you're going to them, have fun at their weddings. Like I just think we, you just have to focus on you and then that's how you'll avoid being competitive. If that makes sense. Totally agree. Like stay in your lane. Um, and also like it reminds me of this theory about like the two mindsets. There's like the limited mindset and the growth mindset. And in the growth mindset, you don't think that there's like a cap on like happiness and like excitement and fun. Like oh, there's in abundance. It's not like if I if we have fun at your wedding, then we won't have fun at my wedding. Like there's enough right, like right. fun and excitement to go around if you have a limited mindset, which I can sometimes have and I like I totally relate to that where you're like but if someone, you know, but if we're going to this, then we'll be tired. Then we won't be into that. Like people can be happy and excited for more than one thing at a time. They can be like, 
mm-hmm. have a great time at a bunch of different events just because like people are giving someone attention doesn't mean there's not enough attention to go around totally. to the rest of you. Totally. And like, I would almost be excited that there's other people going through the same exact thing, like in the same boat. Like, like I said, I'm one of the later ones in my friend group to get married. My friend got engaged um, a couple months after me. And I'm like so happy that like I have someone to like bounce stuff off and that like has is also planning a wedding and like also is like, you know, we have the same questions where we get each other's opinion on like, when do we send out the save the date and like what colors should we do? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, I think it's like more ex- you should lean into like the positives of having all these friends getting married around the same time. People want to hear about your wedding a lot more when they're getting married, too, I think also. Exactly. I'm, I'm adopting that forever now. The growth mindset. It really is all exactly. about perspective, though. Like like you said, like g- buddy up with your friend and go through the shit of wedding planning together. Like have fun with it. It's it's all about perspective, which Mike always tells me <laughs> when I'm like being depressed and like stressed easily. It really is, though. And yeah, I mean, she could even like uh, offer to do a joint bachelorette that's what i would do if i had a friend getting married close to me and stuff but yeah or if you want to do a separate one do separate trips have like you, you can have your own trip and it won't just because someone else is having a bachelorette a couple weeks before yours doesn't mean on that weekend people won't be totally focused on you totally for sure i love that yay yay <laughs> Let's do one more. Do you want me to read it? Sure. Okay. This is from a people-pleasing bride. (sighs) Hi, ladies. Uh, First, I wanted to say that I love the podcast. I look forward to every Monday because I get to listen to you two on my way to work. I had a question about how to handle telling extended family and friends that I want to have a micro wedding. Long story short, engaged in 2019, started planning a European destination wedding in early 2020. Gave up wedding planning during the pandemic, and now I'm trying to get back into the wedding planning spirit. From the beginning, I've had issues with how large our wedding would be. We both have big families and friend groups, and obviously how much it costs. My parents will contribute some money, but the rest would come from my fiance and savings. Side note, my primary motivation for getting married halfway across the world, besides that it would be fun, is that I was hoping no one would come, lol. I'm an introvert and I love attending big weddings, but it's just not for me. I also desperately need a new car and we want to buy a house as well. When I explain all of this to family or friends, very few are supportive and say things like I should just do one or the other next year or I get guilt tripped because they are disappointed they wouldn't be invited. Um, now that I type this out, I'm not sure what I'm asking. Maybe I just need a pep talk. Do you have any suggestions on how I would better explain to people why I decided on a smaller wedding? Especially after this past year, I think people were looking forward to a party and vacation. Florida bride here. I, I feel so guilty that people's feelings may be hurt, but it also hurts me at the same time. They don't understand where I'm coming from. Thank you for your time and the free therapy. People pleasing and insecure bride. That last sentence stuck with me. I feel so guilty that people's feelings may be hurt. For this overall, I'm just like, this is really where you, I, I see what she, I can relate to her because I come from that Italian family background where like you're inherently, I think she inherently was probably like a host person. Like if anybody steps foot into my premises, like my apartment, I make sure they have something in their hand. I'm very like, I, I pride myself on being very hospitable because it's how I was raised and whatnot. 
um, you know, drink in hand? Are you hungry? Anything like that? I want my guest at anything to feel utmost comfortable. And I like freak out if I feel like they're not comfortable or having fun. Um, so probably nice. like over the top. Sort of. Oh, thanks. <laughs> no, it's probably it probably like makes them feel weirder, honestly, but whatever. Um, no, it's like a nice it's a nice way yeah. to be. So all in all, like I feel that because when your wedding, it's like that times a thousand because you have what much more guests and whatnot. But you do have to keep in mind your wedding is not for your guests. It's for you. And your guests are there to support you and love you and watch you have the best day of your life, quote. So right. um, I just think she needs to – she wants a micro wedding. She needs to – I I think it will be easier for her to explain because we're seeing this new wave of the weddings. Be, it's, it's way more normal now after COVID to just do a small wedding because you want to. Like before COVID, it was like very unheard of. If you were having a small wedding, it was like almost like, why is that person just having a small wedding? It was like looked down upon almost. Um, now it's like normal and it should have always been normal. But I think like you just tell them, look, it's what's best for us. But yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think like you don't owe anyone even really an explanation like mm -hmm. they're like it's also i think that people like you know that someone's upset about not being able to attend a party for like five minutes and then they get over it there's others exactly. gonna be a lot of events for them to attend and like i think people's gut reaction is like oh that would have been fun but just remember that they don't really care that much they're not going to yes. be that offended like i think in the moment they're like oh oh you're not having that party like that sucks like what like that's a shame mm -hmm. but like anything else that's canceled it's like eventually you're like okay like it's fine like that people yeah. i think if you if you actually gave them a second to like take it all in they would totally understand and be like would prefer your happiness on your wedding out would would know that that's way more important than them feeling upset because they can't go to a party because again it's not about having a party exactly. it's about like your wedding and the, you doing it the way that feels meaningful and personal to you and it's kind of like full circle from what we we're talking about at the beginning of the wedding where we're like the best weddings are the ones that reflect mm -hmm. the bride and groom and it sounds like the wedding that you want you want to have is the one that's most reflective of who you are as a person so don't let anyone take that away from you exactly own that micro wedding I agree. You don't owe them an explanation. And people, like you said, like, honestly, she might be like overthinking it, thinking people would be so bummed, but people might be happy because right. so many weddings happening this year. And like, think about that person. They probably have, you know, eight other weddings they're invited to. I think, yeah. Um, yeah. And honestly, like, no one like if you were like, oh, yeah, we're like actually going to have a really small wedding. And like, no one's going to be like, great. Like, right. that's awesome. Like, I didn't really want to go anyway. Like, they're going to even if they're not really that upset, I think they're going to like do the like, act um, yeah. you know, like the act of like, oh, like, it's that sucks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even if they don't really care, I wouldn't like read too much into it. I think a lot of it is just like, like things people say because they don't have any they don't know what else to say right what are you supposed to say as a guest like yay another one i can check off the list that i don't have to go to no like you're gonna say oh that's that that'll be sweet though oh that's too bad but no that'll be nice like i don't know what you say when you right like that's like the nice thing to say is like oh i'm sure right. that'll be like great that makes but sense. like 
Yeah. You know, no one's going to be like elated that you're that you're like disinviting them, even if they actually kind of are. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we solved weddings. Look at us. We did it again. All right. Time to get into unpopular opinions. We have some good ones lately. It's our most popular Instagram story series these days. So keep submitting them, you guys. Let's hear them. The first one is you don't need to have a rehearsal dinner. I mean, this goes back to like our other things. Like you don't need to have anything. Right. Like I, I think a rehearsal dinner is nice and fun to get. It almost feels like a warm up to the mm-hmm. wedding. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, obviously you don't need one. You don't need anything, but at the same time, this one threw me for a curveball because most 63% of the audience agreed that you do not need to have a rehearsal dinner. But that's one of the things I'm usually like, no, cut this, cut that, save money. Yes. But I almost, I've like never heard of a wedding without there being some sort of rehearsal dinner. So I almost think like you do. I don't know. Maybe I'll be difficult. And say you do. I also don't think that like the rehearsal dinner needs to be like a full like sit down dinner. I know a lot of people who do like some apps. beer and wine or some drinks and like mm-hmm. a couple of past apps or just like plates of food. Like it doesn't have to be like you can just make it like I think at its best. It's just a time for the guests to like or the important guests that, you know, just to kind of like be around each other, get a little comfortable and it like extends the weekend. It makes it more of like a whole totally. weekend instead of just like one day. And I think that makes it a little more fun. But totally. of course, if budget, if you don't can't afford it, totally fine to not have one. Like the wedding is obviously like the more important event. Right. I agree. I also think though there, like you said, there's really great ways to cut corners. I love, I've attended rehearsal dinners in a backyard, like kind of a low key backyard. It doesn't always need to be at like a fancy restaurant. Yeah you know, with bar and everything like a backyard dinner, like have the family cook, bring some beer. That sounds great. Yeah. Super intimate. I love those. So yeah. Okay. The next one, the bride and groom should provide an after wedding snack or food for guests. Um, I don't, I mean, I think it's nice when there's like an after party bite, but like, I don't like, think it's necessary again if there's somewhere you need to cut i think it's fine it's like an extra perk exactly i agree with that fully i've been to weddings where i do love it don't get me wrong like as a guest i'm like hell yeah i'm hungry again i'm drunk here's the food my cousin did a um a white castle truck with the burger the white castle burgers it was so good that's Um, fun yeah it was on long island too so any long island brides listening there's a white castle truck for weddings somewhere oh he also did like a candy truck it was um it this was actually amazing i will say he had a truck come up that literally everything was free you just could go up and like grab candy any type of candy you wanted like sour patch kids twizzlers whatever like it was I just remember it being amazing and I got the business card but lost it so I can't share right now who it was but there's a truck out there just Google. you remember I will You'll, you could post it if you remember it sounds yes. like something people would be interested in D- yes for sure but yeah so our audience over half of them 56% of people disagreed 
And so they agree with us. You don't like have to, but it's nice. It's close yes. call. Okay. Real flower centerpieces are not worth it. Go big on bouquets. What do you think? I disagree because, um, well, pro tip, I actually have heard of people reusing bouquets for the centerpieces if you want to cut corners that way. Um, mm. I don't know if it's, I'm not a florist. I don't know if that's like the best tip to do, but I just know that's a thing. Um, I disagree though, because I'd rather like not have the best bouquets for my like bridesmaids and then have mm. better centerpieces because you're around the centerpieces longer. Whereas the bouquets, it's for like a 30 minute ceremony. So yeah. Totally, totally agree. Um, I might not even have, I think I'm going to skip on the bridesmaids bouquets. Actually, I think I'll have one and then I'm just not going to give them one. Cause like, yeah, they don't care about them. I don't care about them. They literally walk down the aisle for what? 30 seconds. And then they're like sitting That's and they're like 75. So no, they're so they're expensive. Like $75 each or something like that. Like I've seen like, I don't need to pay for, like that just seems like the easy like I don't care about them at all again yeah. like you said like they're holding them and then they're gone it seems like a complete waste of money um I would much rather have like cool center piece pieces they look better in pictures wait now that you say that I honestly this might be another thing where I copy you like with the um electronic save the dates I might copy <laughs> that because honestly my flower flowers are so expensive I've learned and they apparently are. oh apparently I just learned this this is a big thing happening there's a nationwide flower shortage which is Ugh. affecting the whole wedding industry my our rental people told us so like yeah you can't like order flowers I, I don't know there's a shortage for every mess yeah so um I agree centerpieces and like bouquets at this point aren't even needed yeah i went to my friend had the most beautiful wedding it was like absolutely gorgeous she didn't do she didn't do bridesmaid bouquets and like literally no one noticed yeah. or cared okay that's so good to know including the bridesmaids which of which i was one so. that's really good to know i'm not i might cut those out because they are expensive do it i'm start starting a, a trend yes. we're getting rid of them no one and will 52 percent of our audience agrees with us they disagree that uh, real flower centerpieces are not worth it and that you should go big on bouquets. So close call though. So, but I would actually, I'm surprised it wasn't yeah. more, but they, the audience did narrowly yeah, agree with us. That is surprising. Well, that's our episode. Yay. That was so fun. Be sure to um, like Jordana said in the beginning, just rate, review, subscribe, follow on Spotify too. We're there. Yeah, just give us yeah. some love. And email us your questions. Yes. Brides at Betches.com. And we will see you next week. Till death do us part. The Betches Brides podcast is produced by Nicole Pellegrino, Sean Kilby, and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides. And send us your emails to brides at Betches.com. Betches.